Welcome, everyone, to episode 208 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. I'm Nick Nitro, and we have a great episode uh, in store, but first we got to plug our, our sponsors. I'm going to do that with my co-host of the episode, Mr. Jimmy, Jerome Wetzel. Daily, sure. Sure. Yeah. Whatevs. Okay, okay Mr. Sure Whatevs. Uh, no, uh, it, we, you, go, you go by anything, right? I do. You go by Queen. Just not late for dinner. Oh! Uh... But we have a great episode. We talk about all kinds of fun stuff. But first off, let's get some important stuff out of the way, such as the fine folks who sponsor us at Audible.com. Go to Audible.com. Over 100,000 titles, t- uh, titles to choose from. That's right. Actually, it's AudibleTrial.com. They probably want to Slash that. Good, good Bad Geeky. And that's where you can get the... Uh, over 100,000 titles to choose from. That's correct. For your iPod or MP3 player. Right. And there were some, uh, if I had the email up, I would tell you about the great books they have. But They, just, they got you know, all kinds of great books. They have some uh, uh, new releases that just came out are absolutely fabulous. And one of them actually uh, is read by Tim Curry. I don't remember what Ooh. it was, but it's really awesome. You should check it out. And then, uh, of course, like, matter of fact, I got Bossy Pants from there. I listened to Bossy Pants. I got Bossy Pants from there, too, like a year ago. I know. It's really good. I and haven't Tim- read the book. Uh, I wish I had, but I listened to it. And Actually, it I think with one of the type of books with by comedian, I think it's a lot better to hear it in audio form uh-huh. and to have the book form. It was really nice to hear Tina tell her own story. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, you know, and I got that from audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggy, 14-day free trial with over 100,000 titles to choose from. So, uh, but our second uh, sponsor, muy importante, uh, is the amazingly kind TV King. Obviously, this episode, matter of fact, we talk about a lot of TV, and uh, that's because uh, we're good pals with the TV King at the TVKing.com. Oh, I forgot we did that. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> at the TV King.com, there are tons of news reviews. Uh, there is a Twitter for the TV King.com. At the TV King. It's not dot com. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> Almost got it. Almost got it. So, but yeah, check it out. And uh, Chris, who is the TV King, uh, who's also not a dot com. No. Uh, Legal he- streaming of. Many, many, many shows. Right, and uh, uh, gives you great links and reviews. For matter of fact, I found out thanks to uh, DB King. That's mm-hmm. right, hand down to the fist. That's, that's genuine news here, folks. That House of Cards was on Netflix. I didn't know if it wasn't on his news section of that website. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what, House of Cards is on. I gotta start watching. He's so got news. Uh, he's got the buzz. TV buzz. He's got the buzz. I got, got a column in there, and there's some right. bunch of other columns. Um, reviews. Somebody does Survivor every week, I notice. That's right. And uh, uh, you do community on top of other reviews. Oh, yeah. I do and community I think, every uh, episode for him. Uh, I think somebody else does some other stuff as well, like Walking Dead. There's tons of reviews from a bunch of people. Sure. Check them out. Uh, me occasionally, every once in a while, I'll throw a review in these days. Um, so you check it out at thetvking.com. That is thetvking.com. So check that out. All right, now, this episode, episode 208, we talk about a lot of, uh, we talk about a movie... Movie? No, what, no, what do we, the movie thing we did. The movie competition, movie which you'll competition. have to wait until late to, the episode to hear what it is. Right, so just stay tuned. I know we, we sort of bring it up, but just... Talk stay, about the depth of depth. The depth of depth. Talk about community. Talk about community. Walking Dead. Walking Game Dead. Game of Thrones. We also talk about... Best death uh, scenes. Best, yes, right, and how I'm obsessed with death. You are. I think we're just giving away the whole episode right now, so you know what we're uh, stop. We get a little preview of Hemlock Grove on Netflix's newest show. That's right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy it for your audio ear. Your discretion advised. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that your Sean Connery? No, it's FX. Oh, okay. 
All right. So Morgan likes to make do the viewer you know, discretion. That's how we should end it right now. So do it right now. Viewer discretion advised. On episode two eight, the depth of debt. Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It'll cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. Your dinner. Mm-hmm. We're already recording. Mm. Oh, I did that. Actually, I didn't even notice you hit record. It was pure action. I was trying to move it and it hit uh, record. Well, it's very conversational. Mm-hmm. We're eating our dinner. This is a conversational podcast. This is. I swear I didn't turn the sound on my phone. It's been off all day. Why is it on now? Okay, it's off now. All right. I have no idea I'm how it got turned on. I'm going to turn mine on, too. Um, it's been a while since we've chatted because of all this stuff going on. And it has been. Yeah. It's probably been a month or so? Uh, three weeks. Hmm. It's close to a month. Okay. Very close to a month. Um, but we missed a few premieres. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could talk about. Lots of them. We also missed on... Um, and finales. And finales. I'm not well-versed on all of them. I figured, we, if anything, we could talk about a few. Okay. Of course, what everything else that you would like to throw in there as well, good sir. Mm-hmm. Um, but the great thing is, though, especially this one show, I figure we might talk a great deal, or we might barely graze it. What are your thoughts on, on The Walking Dead? Because it's good that a few weeks have gone by, because, you know, sometimes finales, mm-hmm. you have a different thought about going. Yeah. What were your thoughts right after watching the episode, and then now? Do you think it was a strong finish? Uh, these are some precursors that I think they are important to talk mm-hmm. about. Was it a strong finish, then and now? Do you think it was a strong finish, or was it a good episode? Because sometimes, mm-hmm. finale can be a good episode, but mm-hmm. a bad ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you, does it make you even more excited for season four? And, and what, what are some critiques that you would have done differently about them? Okay. Well, first of all, I think it was a great episode. Okay. Um, I mean, it was a good way to get rid of Andrea, because I know a lot of people were sick of her. Uh, we got to see the governor kill all his men, which was shocking. You I know, it, yeah. we got we got some good character moments. Uh, Merle and Michonne, really yeah. good stuff there. Um, so as an episode, great. As a finale, I'm, un- I'm divided. I really am. Like, I wanted... A big finale like we had at Herschel's Farm last year. Right. And I was expecting that, and I was expecting what we got in the comics, the big war between Rick and the governor where half of Rick's people are killed and the other half barely escape. And instead, we didn't get anything like that. The governor really didn't like hurt any of the prison group and just slipped away. And part of me is like, awesome for not giving us what we all expected. 
But part right. of me is like, but it was so understated. Right. And now, is that what you were thinking then? Or is that, and is that how you mm-hmm. still feel now? Yeah. Okay. I, it really is. I mean, there was definitely a feeling of being let down the next morning, but I was also very respectful of the choices they made and glad they didn't just give us what we expected to get. So it's been, I've been torn this whole time and I probably still will be until the next season starts. Well, the fine, I mean, you got the, uh, the omnibuses. Yes. Um, and then you let me borrow them and read them for the walking dead. Did you read all of them? Uh, the, the, you gave me both of them, volume right. one and two, and... And then did you read the volume 17 or whatever I gave you, or did I give no, that you to you? didn't give that to I me. I didn't give that to you? Okay. No. Um, I would like to mm-hmm. officially, on, on recorded line, say I like to borrow it, though, but, um, I really, spoiler alert for those who don't read the comic books, Andrea lives way... She's, she's still, still alive. alive. Yeah. She's one of only three main characters still alive, as of... Epi- Issue one hundred two was the last one I read. So it's there's when well, you finish Omnibus two, so there's still four main characters alive. But by the time you finish the next six or eight issues in the slim Maggie volume, Maggie dies. Maggie's not one of the originals. Are you talking about the original group? The original group. There were four oh. left at the end of Omnibus two. There are so now it, three. It's uh, Carl, Andrew, and Rick. And Glenn were the four that were left. Oh, but Glenn's the yeah, yeah, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Glenn was the big issue 100. Oh my god, so that horrible. horrible. Yeah, that was Heartbra- I bought, I like dry heaved sobs reading it. I, I remember seeing that page, the few pages that, that someone scanned online of Glenn's death, and yeah. I'm like, oh. Oh, and he's just like crying Maggie's name. Cause the I last know. Thing. Oh, and he was the only one that had a bit of happiness. I know. Oh, it was so sad. Well, and in the books, I mean, the TV show obviously is going to do the deaths in different ways at oh, different yeah. times. And I respect that, and I like that, and a lot of ways, I think a lot of the TV show deaths have been better, in most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the one in the comics that really stuck out to me that I want to preserve was Lori and the babies. And yeah. Lori died quite a bit earlier, within the prison arc, but she was supposed to die at the end of the prison arc. And right. now she died earlier, and the baby's still alive, and it was just such a perfect death in the books. I don't so, know. Yeah, and... It really irked me a little bit too, just because from a, from, from a production standpoint, you know for a fact that having a child in a show is a boon on production. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they, they may still not, kill off the baby. No, they, no, they still might. And that and the only thing is that I think they made the smart move, which is you know for a fact when that baby goes, people unlike us, yeah, are going to be furious. Oh, absolutely, kill killing an infant, especially the main character's infant. Right. The only reminder he has of his deceased wife. I mean, it would be one thing to have the baby die in her arms like she did in the books. To now kill the baby separately would be twice as bad. Well, so, a lot of people didn't like Andrea. And I thought she made some stupid fucking mistakes. She did, but her heart was in the right place. No, no, right. And see, and a lot of people, like, okay, casual TV viewers, unlike you and I, I would say, mm-hmm. is that, like, you and I can try to see what they're trying to do with the character. And yeah. I know, yeah, it's like you said, you know deep down, her heart really wasn't, same with Milton. Oh, I know. I love Milton. Milton. I love Milton. And matter of fact, I sort of wish that Mm -hmm. Milton would have... I know, me too. Like, Andrea's arc had come to an end very naturally. Right. It was time for her to go. But Milton Milton, did too a little bit. He did, but it would have been nice to get more of him. No, I agree. And same thing with Merle. Like, Merle, again, came to a nice finish, but I would have liked to have seen more of Merle. And also, is it just me, but perhaps doesn't... 
episode, the episode before, and that which is where Merle died. Mm-hmm. In this episode, didn't that feel more like a two-hour finale mm-hmm. in a way? Absolutely. And then he just split it up for absolutely. Well, I mean, I was just talking about Merle and Michonne, and that was not in the last hour. I apologize. No, no, it's okay. No, but I can, You're right. It I, consider, I consider it a part of the you know, fabric of I the I do finale. wish they had aired it as a two-hour finale. The the Merle's death stuff was um, awesome. Totally took a character you hated at the beginning of the hour, had always hated, and ten minutes in, or fifteen minutes well, you in... Didn't, you didn't just hate him. You loved to hate him, and you loved your, and you hated the fact that you loved him beyond that. Because he's one of those characters yeah. that's a bad guy mm-hmm. that you know there's a bit of what he says is right. It's kind of like Shane. Mm-hmm. Shane has some valid points. Yes. It's just that you need Rick's... So it's, it's, it's go, it goes back to good television characters or characters mm-hmm. where you can see both sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. So, it, okay, so like, I know you and I disagreed with this before, but like, you were more Sawyer and I was more Jack. But yes. at the same time, both of them together, both had, they were both correct. Absolutely. But Absolutely. you need both of them together to make the decisions and do what they need to do to yeah. get them to that fine point. Right. And really what's sad is, is that even though they're both right, they're also both wrong. Mm-hmm. And, right. And, and it's the same thing with Shane and Rick. The only yep. thing is Rick, Shane obviously went a little too far. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think the same thing is with, with that too. With Merle as one of those characters. Merle had been going too far. And then in the last episode, right. you completely flip what you think about him. By the time he dies, you're crying for him. Like, oh, yeah, totally. And I then mean, you're dying yeah. and you're crying for Daryl. Daryl. Mm. It's just so... Here's the thing that makes me a little mad about this. This is why I thought... If they could make that death seem... If they could have done that same exact death and mm-hmm. done it later, not this season, but maybe another time, mm-hmm. that way... Because, again, my problem with The Walking Dead is that it's almost like... Who was the one guy, Axel? The mm-hmm. moment he opens up... Let's be honest. The moment any character opens up about anything on The Walking Dead and they're not, like, the main cast... Uh-huh. It's true. It, they're, they're gone. And, it's and, true. And that, to me, is... You know, you know for a fact that Josh Sweden's only thing he'd do different is like, oh no, I wouldn't do that. I let you get to really like them and then kill them from you. And yeah. I'm like, because you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and that's why I guess I want, because I, would I want Merle to not die? Well, part of me, yeah, because that last episode was so well written. Yeah. And we need the, the antagonist. There's not really an antagonist in the group now that Merle's gone. Right. I mean, Shane was the antagonist. Then, after Shane, there really wasn't... Rick almost became the antagonist for a bit. Right. And then, when he calmed down, they brought in Merle. So, now we don't have anybody. And Merle, though, kept his distance. Like, Mm -hmm. because Daryl kept his brother somewhere in line. But that's what I'm saying. What he made was a very valiant point, which is, Mm -hmm. you know what... Now, maybe Carl's the villain. The antagonist. A little bit, yeah. Which... If anybody is, it's Carl. At this point. And see, I would have loved to seen that grow a little bit more, mm. carried on to season four. Yeah, with maybe as he sees, like, and that's why part of me wishes Merle was around a little bit for that. That way, that it also could be shown a less be a lesson that maybe Carl would never see. That Merle, like, look, mm-hmm. you're sort of emulating me, but yeah, you know. How many people did I kill before I after the zombie apocalypse? None until I met the governor, and then I killed sixteen people. Right, and you're going like, wow, because your first on that first episode is Daryl Merrill probably killed some people. Well, and their plan was, and they made this clear that they were going to rob the group. And in Merrill's opinion, was if we had to kill him, little bro, we might might kill him. And Daryl was not for the killing, right? And, of course, then you realize that it goes further into that is that Merle didn't really want to, but the, the fact of the matter is is that self-defense might mm-hmm. prevail. He might kill them, which mm-hmm. I find to be 
again, even more fascinating that, again, yeah. Merle does not want to hurt anybody, but survival yeah. of the fittest. Right. And, uh, but so, yeah, it's so hard. But matter of fact, I, I throw that up there with one of the more memorable deaths in any TV show that broke your breaks your heart, and I go put that up. I put that up with Charlie from Lost because every yeah, time I watch that, I'll give you that. I I, I, I cry, and I, I rewatched uh, the, our screener copy because that's the thing. AMC screener copies they don't they put it out a week after, you know. And I, I went back and watched it again, and I, I, I was still I was like, oh god, Merle, it's so heartbreaking. And he's like, dude, fucking takes down. Well, you as know, many people as the guy can. who wrote Merle's death is the new showrunner for next yes. season. And he also completely redid Andrea's death. Did you read about that? I heard about that. Like, originally gonna... we were going to see Milton ripping her to shreds. And she's like, kind of like having the T-Dog. And then Tyrese like, would bottom. find her body, and Rick and Michonne and then never made it there. And I'm sort of glad that they redid that. I liked the I liked the goodbye much better. I agree. And I, I think it would have been more horrific. And see, a part of me, though... And Milton kept his glasses... In the other version, while he was a zombie, which makes no sense. And Milton laid out the tools, and then the governor, like, surprise killed him. Milton never grew the backbone. So he really cleaned up that episode a lot. Yeah, which, uh, part of me, and see, I like that a lot better. Now, what are your thoughts, though, on the whole, uh, on Andrea just sort of dilly-dallying with the talking to Milton? The screwdriver, oh god, that was horrible! I was just, like, screaming at the screen, pick it up, pick it up! But, I mean, they make... I read somebody's review that makes a really good point. Like, you're in that situation. He is still your friend. You're in a very rough place. You can't get it. You know, it's not as easy as some fans thought it would be for her to, you know. Oh, I agree. But at the same time, there were some moments where it's like, stop talking and pick and the damn thing pick up. the damn thing up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you can focus on that, and then once you have it in your hand, go, hey, Milton. Buddy, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, or you, multitask. Yeah. Have you seen those? I know you don't watch commercials, mm-hmm. um, but matter of fact, anytime one comes Although on, I have right seen now, the, the Walking Dead one with Daryl. Wasn't that funny? That's hilarious. You no, know, there's a new one for AT and T where um, I, I think what they really do is they take a, they probably found this great improv comedian. They send him down. They literally give him like real kids, little kids. They're not scripted or anything, mm-hmm. and they go and he just asks them, "What do you think about things that are fast?" And the kids give him the real. I've seen just a snippet of that. Yeah, they crack me the fuck up because the mm. kid's reaction and is so quick. He's like, mm-hmm, oh, hold on. I'm listening to this. Like, <laughs> And it's like, what do you think is, what do you think more is good? And he's like, more is good because because more is good because if you had less, and then you couldn't have more because your parents would be like, no, you can't have less of your moreness. I follow you. Like, and you know he doesn't. Like, and you don't either. You have no idea what that little fucking kid's talking about, but it, it, it cracks you. But there, no, the re- the one thing, the reason I brought this up, related to this, is that there's one of them that goes, uh, this little kid is like, multi-tap, I can multi, I can do multiple things at the same time. I can tap my head, blow bubble gum, go, like, and, and it's adorable shit. I forget what the guy says, but his response, of course, it's up there with the, uh, the commercial for, uh, Dennis the Beeper King. I forget the actor's name. Oh, but I know he, you're he, about. Yeah, he does the insurance commercials. Right. He's like, there I am. I'm a leafy little deer. Mm. And I love those commercials. Like, because they showed him at the movie theaters before mm. a movie sometime, and I'm like, oh my God. He's like, I'm a badger. I'm just digging a, I'm digging a burrow into <laughs> your house. And all of a sudden the house claps, and he's like, what are you going to do? I'm a happy little badger. You <laughs> can't shoot me. I'm an endangered species or something <laughs> like that. Now, by the way, all my kids are wanting to say hello to your neighbor's house, too. It, it's just, mm. that shit cracks me up. Anyway, but that, that reminded me of multitasking. Like, multitasking. I was like, well, that kid can. 
do that. I'm sure Andrea could have picked up the fucking... She could have. ...and talked. I, 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 was, I was super disappointed that they took in the Woodbury survivors. I did not... I thought because, that was a weird thing because, Well, I mean, it, it showed that Rick's come full circle and is back to being good and whatever, but every one of them, other than Terry, Sasha, and the one survivor of the governor's shootout... Is a liability. He only left people that couldn't hold guns or do anything to take care of anybody. So they've got all these extra mouths to feed with no extra defense. And I from from a that's going to be such a drag on their resources. A drag on the resources. But it's also going to. It's also more bodies that can die. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're totally. going to be fodder because uh, they added three new main characters. The survivor of the gun shootout's not main, but Tyrese, Sasha, and Beth have all been upgraded to main characters. Because Beth was the only one I think she left finally over. Got, she finally got a zombie kill. She did. That was amazing. Like I think she was the only one of the group left that wasn't a main character yet. Mm-hmm. So they gave her the upgrade, and they gave. And then there was this big internet furor. Like, as soon as that was announced, that why isn't Carol a main character? And they were like, people piss. And she had to, like, come out and issue a statement. Guys, guys, I am a main character. She's like, just because my name's not on the theme song, I'm considered a main character. Just like Herschel's name's not on the theme song, but he's a main character. Right. But it was confusing because it would always be, like, also starring Melissa McBride. And T-Dog was there, too, until they cut him off. And then... Everybody else, and then Herschel's name, because Herschel's always at the end. And Scott Wilson, yeah. Even, there's no, like, separation between guest stars and also starring, so there's really not, like, a notation that Carol is the main character, but that's probably where they're going to stick Beth, at least. Right. And I would imagine Sasha, too. Tyrese might rate theme song, we'll see. Now, okay, and maybe it's, I'm wrong here, but I thought Tyrese lived. The- I think he died at the end of the prison story. But he came in earlier. He got to them before the prison. Oh, that's right. He's the guy that sacrificed himself and with a with a group of zombies, right? Like he just no, no, no. You think he dies doing that? He just rocks right into a, a big group of zombies mm-hmm. at, uh, in the gym, in the gym, in the gym. In the and then prison. he comes back mm-hmm. a little bit later, and he's not bitter or anything like that. But he yeah. gets shot or yeah. something, right? He had real anger issues, which obviously that's not the version of the character they're going with. At least not yet. Mm. I want Morgan back, and if Lenny James wasn't such a fucking in-demand actor, they tried him for season two, he wasn't available, they got him for one episode of season three. At this point in the comics, after the prison, he joined the cast and stayed. Right. And I'm sure they would use him if they could, but he's just, they they hired an actor that was too big for the role. Well, I think the other thing... You can't recast. Maybe I'm wrong on this, too. But I think also to some small... uh, uh, effect that the people who are running the show besides the producers are not mm. the ones who he worked with before mm. and maybe for him this was a trial I mean I yes know. he's busy maybe it was a trial run to see you know I, don't know. I, I would I would hope I hope I would consider it probably as a busy schedule but or maybe they have a quota they're only allowed to have a certain number of Brits in the cast there are so many British actors already in the cast I know right yeah, I mean, like, the governor's returning full-time. He's British. Rick's British. Yeah. Uh, is British? Rick's British. I know. Besides oh, the governor. Story, David Morrissey. Uh, Lenny yeah. James, who plays Morgan's British. Um, oh, who else? There was another major character, at least one more major character, that I just found out was British. Oh, Maggie's British. I thought she was Australian. No, she's British. Lauren Cohen. Oh, I thought she was Tilly all Yeah, Tilly like, half the cast of The Walking Dead's British. Good for them, I'd say. And I was watching an interview with uh, Laurie Holden, who plays Andrea, and I've always thought interviews, she doesn't act anything like her character, and they were like, so which actor is like 
most like their character. I'm talking dead. And she's like, none of them are anything like their characters. And, like, anytime you see any of them in anything else or talking to the camera, it's true. Like, never have I seen a show where the cast is so unlike the people they play. Usually, you know, a lot of the cast members are pretty similar, especially in your standard cop dramas, medical dramas. Yeah. But Walking Dead does not have a single cast member that's, apparently, that's anything like the character they play. I was going to say, like... Because some shows, like, like, remember in Lost, like, they cast Jorge Garcia because... Like, he was they, like they, Hurley, they, yeah. He was like Hurley. I know. Or they didn't they write Hurley for him because he tried reading for another part? I think it, so. Same thing with Sawyer. Like, he got so mad, flipped the chair up. They're like, ooh, we like that. We're going to write a bad boy character. They did, yeah. yeah, they've done lots of... So that's yeah. what I'm saying. So some shows Lost kind of shaped it around the cast. Right. right. In this case, they... Yeah, man. But I I liked it. I I, I, I I thought it was a little somber. Like you, it's a great word for it. you. Said he's very somber, had very anticlimactic though too. Mm-hmm. But see, a part of me sort of like how it ended. And, but as you said though, yeah, there's a little bit of disappointment with that too, mm-hmm. because at least because since we read the books, I think I think we were expecting that prison attack. We, we were. were expecting that, and it didn't happen. Now, from a writing perspective for a television show, I like the fact they let the governor live. Well, and they weren't going to. They had planned on killing the governor off, but it's because David Morrissey. They loved what he was doing with the part, and they just wanted him back. Well, so they yeah. wrote the ending, which is perfectly acceptable. Oh, yeah. I, I mean... I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact... He's full-time, so he's not going to, like, hide out and we won't see him for half the season. He's going to be I sincerely think that uh, the they should almost combine the character of Regan and the governor together. Regan, Regan. Regan's the guy that killed Glenn in the books. Oh. He also has an eye patch. See, I, I don't... See, after, man, I've, I've only read that right. first time when he captures all of them and mm-hmm. he meets them. Now, I've heard his character's a little bit more complex than that. Yeah. Because then Carl tries to go back and just kill Regan himself right. and some other shit. And he doesn't, there. yeah. Um, yeah, Regan just lets him go. But, yeah, I mean, what what's I'm curious about is, in the books, after the prison... There's a reason they go, they find that guy who says he's a scientist who's lying about it, and he takes them to D.C. because he says they're going to find the cure or whatever. And that's where they find the cities with the people and all different settlements. And that makes sense because a lot of people would head towards D.C. in that situation. By what they're doing now at the prison, they're nowhere near ready to head that direction. So I wonder if they will, or if they're just going to try to move it all there, even though we haven't seen any other settlements around there. I also wonder when they're going to get around to the zombies starting to rot and die off, because in the books, it's happening, and they've only taken... The books have only covered a little over a year, which makes sense to me time-wise. They're still, like, three... They've made it, like, a year and a half, maybe, in the TV show, or a year, 15 months or something, Mm -hmm. and they're still just as strong as ever. And how many years can you let it go before they start to weak? We can't let them weaken yet, because they have to, like, face a herd and everything, and survive it. I mean, that part of the the books where they're in the settlement and they survive the herd, I feel like that's a major turning point, and we we will need something like that. Maybe not the same thing. I agree. But I do want to see the zombies start to... And granted, because of Carl, they have to keep the timeline moving along, but... Right. Now, do you think it's maybe another part is that uh, Kirkman is maybe trying to buy more time for him so he can get a little bit more plot in the comic books done? I 
don't think so. I mean, the governor's stuff ended at issue 48. They still had 50-some issues to play with. I mean, yeah. I, with the material they've got left, you've got at least two more seasons. Well, let me ask this. Why, because a lot of people bitched about this, and I'm indifferent on it. And my theory is if I was Rick, it's more familiar to me. I know mm-hmm. the ins and out every which way. But um, what is the, uh, what are your thoughts on Rick taking them back to the prison and not going to Woodbury? Oh, I agree. That was the right move. I mean, they can repair the fences at the prison. Woodbury is a place the governor built, so he knows every in and out. Right. Woodbury has fences to keep the zombies out, but it's not really built to withstand a human attack. Whereas the prison, there's a whole labyrinth of defenses they can set up. I definitely think the prison's the safer place of the two for them to be. Okay. See, because that's how I was sort of fe- feeling it was, too. But a lot of people didn't feel that way if, for the, their general responses. I remember seeing Twitter. I was like, why are you taking them back? That's stupid. Well, Woodbury's more comfy, so I get that. But and see, that's a defensible I that. standpoint. I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. I think that... Um, now, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for season four. It's got me very pumped. and uh, I do think, come season four, if they're staying at the prison, they have to finally clear out all the zombies and, and lock it down. Yeah. Because up till now, they've still lived with, hey, we could go around the corner and the zombie comes. I mean, they have their living quarters are secured, but they never cleaned out the prison like they did in the books. And they've got to clean out the prisons, like, go room by room, block by block, and just get it empty. Yeah, and the... The, the real problem is that they need some uh, uh, some sort of power source as they do it. That way it's fully... Well, there was a janitor in the... Um, generator. The generator. Yeah, what do I say? Janitor? You, did, you, just, totally <laughs> just did a, you just totally did a me. <laughs> Good no, job. there was in the book, and I, I think we've seen it in the show, too. I don't think they've made as big a deal, but didn't we see it? I thought we well, saw Well, Glory it. died in the generator room. Yeah. No, then maybe they haven't turned on the lights. Yeah, maybe they'll do it. I, there I was enough. Prison. They did something where mm-hmm. it's turned the alarms on, and after that, uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could definitely do another season's worth of plot in the prison because they they really flew through the prison stuff. It didn't seem like they were flying through, but the choices they were making with the Woodbury split and developing the governor more, they did kind of skim over a lot of the prison stuff, and they could go back mm-hmm. and show us some more. Yeah. Uh, I am a little disappointed there aren't any kids. I understand the logistics of why there aren't kids in the TV show, but I liked that Carl had those kids to interact with. I really liked the plot with Carl and the twins post-prison. Yes. Which they can't really do, although maybe there's twin boys in this group of young and infirm they brought. Right. Um, But it'll be a whole different dynamic than the twin boys that were raised by Andrea and Dale. Crazy. So, well, by the way, something else I thought about too is that Len Mazzara has also said to and Kirkman that some of the roles of the characters in the show are being changed to different characters for, yep. compared to the book. So, like for example, Dale is now Herschel's Herschel. took it over. At the part. Yeah, yeah. I think that Carol is the new Andrea. Well, she's definitely not the same Carol for sure. Because Carol in the books was a floozy who was trying to get into threesomes with Rick and Laurie. Right. Um, I could see that. I mean, I don't think they'll do a romantic relationship with oh, not Carol. Her. I think they'll do. I think they'll do it with with Daryl. Daryl, yeah. And they can make. And Daryl is kind of a rickish type. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Honestly, I think that they could kill Rick off and have Daryl be the the new lead of the show. I don't. I'm, I'm just saying. If it not at this point. Maybe no, a couple no, no, years no, no, down no, the road. Right now. I'm just saying it can uh, go down no, that no, road. No. Because I think people love him so much, and he is such a good-hearted 
character. Yeah. That I think a few more seasons, of course, but then I'm just. I think okay. by the time they kill Rick off, they'll set Carl up to be in charge. I'm disappointed more of the characters haven't been maimed, though. I mean, like, Rick and the governor both lost hands in the books before this. I think it might be um, this season, hopefully. And then eventually Carl loses, like, half his face. I want to see the... I mean, I know that's rough and hard, but those are things that you need. You, I mean, Herschel lost the leg, but so did Dale at the same point, basically. Right. Um, we need to see those physical losses as well as the mental losses. Well, speaking of people losing parts of their face... What did you think of Game of Thrones? I've only seen the season premiere so far. Well, let's talk about that, because I am a little behind as well. Okay. Besides season, I've watched half of season season half. three, episode two. You watched half of it, so you're half an episode ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah, and I heard that the episode two really should have been the second hour of a two-hour, because they it was mainly characters that weren't in the first hour. Like so Arya far, yeah. and Jamie and Brienne, and those people weren't in the first hour. See, I'm not, I'm horrible with names on that show except for like some of the main okay. characters. No, no, but uh, no, I, I know. Yeah, you're about I, like I thought the first hour nothing eventful happened, but they got us back in the story, and they did a really good job. Of much of, of reminding you of what's happened without it being like in your face. This is what happened. Right. Like they. Tossing little lines and stuff, which season two, I'm so glad I watched season one twice before watching season two because it was hard to keep track of everybody. Yeah. But this time they did a really good job of just those gentle reminders, getting you back on the page. I, I agree 100% with that because I, I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, a great deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me a little sad. I know that's the role his character plays is Peter Dinklage's Tyrion to see how, how he's He's going to take from. a smaller role for the next season at least. Unfortunately, he won't be in season three as much. Well, that's because his character in general. Right. Right. But, well, he has some major things uh, that go on. From in our, season three? Uh, well, from I thought I thought that's where he kills his dad. And, I don't know. I have, I'm only on book two on the reading. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, I just thought that this was the season he was supposed to step back a bit. And, like, Jamie set out the second book entirely, but they gave him, like, scenes in the show to keep the character in it. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, they don't depart as much from the source material as, like, The Walking Dead. They stick pretty... Yeah. From what I've seen, Unless it's a as budget much concern. as I've read, yeah, they've stuck pretty well to the story. Because I know if it's a budget concern, then they have to cut back. Like, the one battle in the first book... Ugh, where Tyrion was the, the, hero. the hero. They had to completely cut it out. Yeah. He gets knocked in the head and wakes up after. I'm like, oh, that uh, sucks. Yeah. But... But, um... But no, so far, I've I, I really enjoyed, uh... Game of Thrones from what I've seen of it because yeah. I don't know it's one of those shows that re- reminds me how thrilling it is to be that and like you, you just have no idea what's going to happen next yeah like and it gives you that pit at the bottom of your stomach feeling like like literally I, you don't know who's going to fucking be birthed out of a woman's vagina and then turn into a dark cloud and kill somebody this, and, uh, this is why I'm glad I haven't read ahead on the books because like when Renly was killed in season 2 the uh, Robert's younger brother, yeah. the gay one, I did not see coming at all. Yeah, at that, all. You thought that was only more at the end of season, at, at the end of the season. Not. At, at the minimum, yeah. I thought there'd be definitely like power struggle for a while. I did not ever imagine that what's his face, uh, their um, ward would go back to Winterfall and basically sack the whole place. No, right. Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, those things I didn't see coming. So I'm really glad I'm not informed, and I'm trying to stay uninformed on that. Even though Walking Dead, I like being ahead because I can do the compare and contrast in the reviews, because this one's closer to the source material. I like not having that knowledge. Right. I 
and see, that's part of my thing is I just I, I just get antsy and I need to know. Yeah. I know that's I know that's you difference. read the Wikipedia pages and get I those do. cliff notes. I, I do just because I I'm, I don't because I am so impatient because I once the season end I try yeah. to wait I try to wait mm-hmm. for the season end and then I forget about half of it. I just know that's what I'm saying like. What I just said mm-hmm. might not happen until book four, which is I next season. Have a clue. That's why I'm saying yeah. I don't remember. It's somewhere on the history of the character. I don't know where. So I probably could have just given you two seasons later spoilers. Could maybe well. even four. I'm like River Song. No spoilers. Spoilers. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I don't even watch the previews at the end of episodes. Anymore. I know you don't. Yeah, it's been it's, a very. Uh, which again, I like. You don't even watch movie trailers, which I no, find to be. I don't. Which, by the way, I have seen the Into the Darkness trailer. I made an exception, but no, I was in the theater. Of Chris, course, when we saw The Hobbit, they played like the ten minute version or whatever. Wasn't that awesome? It was awesome, but yeah. yeah. So that's the trailer I saw. Uh, well, that wasn't really a, a normal trailer. That was it's like true. a ten minute preview that's of true. the movie, and then they showed the trailer at right. the end of it. Um, but, uh, we played a movie game yesterday. We did. We did. And, and I had no idea what most of those movies were. I didn't even know they were coming out. So, right, which I signed to be a little funny. Now, who I did you, no prep work who, at all. Who do you think is going to win? Sincerely. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, it's probably going to be Morgan. I disagree. I, I feel like it's going to come down to the blockbusters, and I feel like it's going to be you or Sarah, because Men of Steel, Man of Steel could could be another Batman where they yeah. make four hundred billion dollars not billion, million dollars right. domestically. But Star Trek and Iron Man. Iron Man. Those are kind of wild cards. Like Star Trek will make money, but will it be huge? I'm not so sure. A lot of people the first I think movie the first really movie well. expanded the base. I think yeah, but I don't know how much it expanded. And Iron Man, I mean you're it's not the Avengers, so you're not going to get as many. But it is Marvel's only movie this summer, so you might get some from that. Uh, Iron Man 2 sucked ass, so I think that might hurt it a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it depends what Man of Steel does and what those two blockbusters do. I think those are going to be like the big thing. Now, I've got a bunch of kids' movies, including yeah. Monsters University. Yeah, Monsters Inc. is yours. That's, my, that's my meal ticket. And I have... The Melissa McCartney Sandra Bullock comedy, which could very easily make thirty million and yeah. disappear, or look at what Bridesmaids did or Blindside did, and the two of them are really hot right now. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's my dark horse possibility. Right, because uh, who got the Hangover three? I don't know, but I don't think that's going to do anything. No, but I thought that was that wasn't me. Oh. It might be Morgan. I don't know. My man Morgan. Or- I don't. I don't remember. But uh, I think that's going to be a dud. I I do think Lone Ranger is going to be a dud. But you, we'll I see. see. I I just I know. I feel I like that's going to be the one people expect to be a blockbuster, and then it fails. I I so see. I remember people thought Pirates of the Caribbean was going to be a big blockbuster dud. Disney thought Pirates of the Caribbean was going to be a big dud, and it, it wasn't. It was amazing. The well, first one, anyway, was well, right. amazing. Well, and the second one was actually good. It's just the third one didn't deliver on the promise of the second one. Uh, the second and third one, I consider one movie, really. But but but, but you know, see, this gets into okay. <laughs> this here's my honest critique, my honest problem with the. I still the, see second, the fourth one. I need to. I refuse to watch the. Oh, fourth I want one. to. Everybody a lot of people know. say it's actually a funny movie, but if you go on looking for like a movie, like even like close to what two 
And three could, was sort mm-hmm. of, and then should have been. Uh, the first one's still the best of the film. Oh, it God, always yeah, will be. Always it will just be. had that charm, the unexpected, not knowing the character. Watching Johnny Depp play that part for the first time it was amazing. Is one of those special moments in movie history that you're gonna like tell your kids someday. I on the screen. I mean. That, oh, that scene where he comes sailing in on the ship as it slowly sinks and steps yeah, onto the here's dock. Here's an odd memory. I remember Nathan Haley, of all people, DJ Meat, told me specifically about that movie. I'm like, I'm sorry. That movie looks stupid. <laughs> that, movie looks, that movie looks fucking retarded. I don't want to watch that movie. It looks dumb. I don't want to fucking see I don't care how fucking good Johnny Depp is. This is back before I was not 100% sold on, on the Deppness. Mm-hmm. Or his... his yeah, his depthness. So <laughs> the depth of depth. The depth of depth. I was not there. <laughs> That's the title That's of your the time episode. Zone. Yeah, the depth of depth. Depth. So fuck. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but because I like the guy, but uh, I just I was like, look, he's the dude from Twenty One Jump Street, and you know, and from Nightmare on Elm Street. That's mm-hmm. who I still see when I see that guy. I never saw either one of those. I loved movies. what Elbert, what he's, what's eating Gilbert. Twenty One Jump Street was a series, but no, I never. But. Saw uh, I, yeah, so, and I remember Nathan told me that. I saw the movie, I was like, Nathan, you were right. Pirates of the Caribbean was good. He's like, I've never seen that movie. And I'm like, you told me about uh, it. He told me about the scene where he's riding the boat into uh, the water. He told me that. He's like, oh, it's so funny. Ah! From that second, Jack Sparrow was the, one of the greatest characters. Right. I, but I just thought it was so funny. He remember, he, I remember him specifically telling me about that before the movie. I've seen tons of trailers. They didn't really show that a lot until after the movie came out. And I don't remember really... Because back then, if I saw a trailer for the uh, Pirates, fast forward. And I was like, oh my god, this movie was great. And he's like, I never told you about that. I was like, you did, you did. You have a shit memory, friend. Anyway, um, no, my problem with Pirates 2 and 3 was I thought you set up the East Indian Trading Company Mm -hmm. as the big bad Mm -hmm. on top of the supernatural bad. Right. And then the bad guy of 2, who you think is going to be the real big bad of 3... He gets a really badass death, mm-hmm. but he does nothing of substance as a villain, worthy of right. a villain, in the third movie. Yeah. And I hated that. I hated that. You know what? That's like um, that's like Merle's death in Walking Dead, giving it to, you know, say that one black prisoner who we knew nothing about, he's the one who gets that death. But he doesn't get any setup for it. He just goes out and does it, and you're like... Well, that's a heroic death there, buddy. Okay. Whoever you are. Whoever you are. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's what was so funny. Because he had that... Uh, the, I get the name of the character, but it's where the whole ship's blowing up around him, and he just slowly is walking, and shit blows up around him. And finally, he just blows up. And you're just like... Mm-hmm. And just slowly sinks into the water as just death f- go- mm-hmm. consumes him. And I'm just like, that is one of the most coolest death scenes I've ever seen. In, in, a, in like a battle like that, yeah. Fucking racist. You, you are obsessed with death scenes, though. You always have been. Well, a little like, bit. The, oh, the one thought. request you ever made about your character in my book series That's true. is that you get a cool death. Well, I, I sort of got that from Samuel L. Jackson because mm-hmm. he was like, "Look, George Lucas, you're going to put me in fucking Star Wars, and obviously my character's not around in the new trilogy, so that right. means I'm going to die." You yeah. know, and yours is a, a world apocalyptic kind of story That's with true. these taking over the world. I'm probably going to die because you're killing everybody else off. But don't you like how a character just disappears midway through book two and we don't see you again in that trilogy? Isn't that, that the best way? That, that's that's pretty cool. I'm not. I'm not this. Well, if that was all we ever saw of your character, I think you'd be pissed. A little bit. I mean, I would like to find out how I just disappeared or died 
like later on, like, he was in passing. I was like, yeah, he killed like 30 geese in the process, but then like his head blew up or something stupid like that. I'm like, well, that's a cool thing. No, death. I got big plans for, 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 for your character. For my, for my head blowing up. No, for no, your character. I, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I like, just read a new short story for the supplemental stuff. Did you? Is I did. It? Well, my final project for my graduate capstone, yeah. which I'm not actually done with all the work, but I'm done with that film film class part of the work, um, was I, there, I had several, I, it was great, I had several different choices and one of them was a short story. And I was like, I've got these two teacher characters in book four who I haven't explored the backstory or why there's a school or whatever. Perfect, because I'm doing the teaching thing. There you go. So I wrote a short story last weekend and I submitted it as my final project. Good for you. I was pretty proud because I haven't been working on book one much. This, I was working on it in the summer and in the winter, but while I've been in class, and yeah, while I was in class in the fall, I didn't work on it much. And now that I've been in class in the spring, I haven't worked on it. So I'm planning on redoubling my efforts here and in two weeks when I finish. But I am still releasing book one chapter by chapter online. So Good man. Uh, I'm rolling it back to four. Yeah. But I was just so excited to get to write 5,000 words of the saga because it had been a while and I needed that. Well, I think I am obsessed with Destiny's because, you know, I think there's a lot that can be said with a character's Destiny because it's the last sure. moment you see them. And sometimes it shows them at their best or it shows them at their worst. Mm-hmm. And well, maybe a little bit of both. You know, What's your favorite death scene? Ever. Ever? ever? Anything. The one that, to me, always has significant impact was uh, Vader. Um, followed by, I would then say, Snape. Snape had a good death scene. And, uh, matter, of fact, matter of fact, I believe I was the one who told you that Snape would do that. And you turned quickly on me and said, like, at the, at the end of book six, because you read a marathon reading session in one night, and you were like, Snape's evil. I was like, I'm telling you, dude, she's doing a Darth Vader. Yeah. Which is, which is, he's a bad guy, but he, he loves, he does love Harry. He never, no, he doesn't. He hates Harry. Well, no, he loves his mom. He loves his and mom. In a way, he loves Harry. No, he never loves Harry. Whatever. But I, it's, sure. he was protecting him protected. because of because of his mom. And I think that is a form of love, but I didn't. It is a form of love. But I'm at def- the end of book six, they had you at a point you- where Snape killed Dumbledore, and there was just no explanation I could think of that could redeem him at that well, point. And, and see, I, I, I would agree with that, but I was like, look. You're, you're setting him up. Writer. You're setting him up for so much hatred against that character, and yet he's been so on the edge both ways. He's going to be the Vader character, yes. which is, and he ended up being. And he wasn't he, even in the last book all that much. Like most of the book, you just assume he's the villain, and then at the end, all of a sudden, he shows up, and you get the backstory, and you get the, and it's just heartbreaking. It is touching, right? And, it is. But I would say those two are some pretty big in those terms of film. Yeah, television uh, is a little different. I would say television. Y- yeah, man. Like I, I. Oh, absolutely. Charlie's death, and maybe it's me. It, I th- the end of Lost. I think when Jack dies, because I think that because that was good. It's, it's death and rebirth, and so that I feel that's very poignant to me. It's but true. Um, what are some other deaths that I like in television? Oh, um, it's not the character who died that you you never really knew the character, but uh, in the Bernie Mac show, mm-hmm. uh, his his uncle dies. It's the end of the season one mm-hmm. finale, and you learn that his uncle was actually his father. Mm. And it correlates with him and how he raises his sister or sister-in-law's kids. Okay. 
which is what the whole point of the show is. And it's very, it, it literally is a one-two punch that you're not even expecting. Mm. And it's, and you know how, have you ever seen Bernie Mac show? No. It really makes that, it, honestly, I would say the, the first season is, it's kind of like Eli Stone. It is a great first season. Now, I can't really have a lot of faith in the subsequent seasons. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. It's just not as good as that first season was. Because the first season of the Bernie Mac show is hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Yeah. Maybe a few touching moments, and then bam, boom, mm-hmm. it hits you hard. Uh, the lady on Scrubs, my old lady, yeah. w- was very, I think, oh yeah, was very sad. Say like um, Tara on Buffy. Tara, oh uh, well, see, no. You didn't? I, I love Tara, but see, I hated that whole story arc, though, because mm-hmm. I didn't like how they did it. I, I guess, like, because I know you were a big fan of the whole yellow crayon thing, mm-hmm. and I thought that, I thought it was poorly written. Like, I like, because I like the idea of it. I like Willow turning bad, mm-hmm. and I like that Xander is the one that Saves stops her. Today, yeah. But it, it felt so anticlimactic that mm-hmm. it wasn't, uh, th- that's what was disappointing to me. Because, again, on paper, I love it. Yeah. But I, I remember I, I tried watching, because I rewatched the musical episode. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, so then I just sort of would watch the rest yeah. of season six, and then it just sort of... Spike's death on Buffy. Uh... Yeah, but I know he comes back, so it doesn't... I know. See, that's the thing, like, Captain Sisko's death on New Space Nine, love it, but... You know he comes back in the books. Right. And you knew he would come back, because after he dies, he gets one more scene where he appears to his pregnant wife and says, I'll be back. Okay. Uh, Maybe... I know you'll you'll love this, because you're a trekker. Tasha? No. Oh, I was going to say, I... You will be. Oh, you Spock's be, death. Be, That's a great death. That is a fantastic death. And, and I don't really feel it was cheapened by the, re- the bringing him back. Not really. I mean... They it, did it in such a way yeah, that it worked. It, it did. I, I think that... Uh, I, but I mean, I remember I watched... What about Doctor Rory's death in Doctor Who? And don't ask me which one. <laughs> Honestly, the first death of Rory was heartbreaking. The final death of Amy and Rory... That got was, me bad. I didn't cry during that. Got I me was so bad. I was horribly... Really? Yeah. The fact that she chose Rory over the doctor, I mean, I'm glad she did. It was her final payback for all the time, all the stuff he'd sacrificed for her, and it proved that they were equals in the relationship. Right. But man, that gets to me. I That just felt a little... I thought there were some plot holes with it, and I think that's what bothered me. Which is, it didn't feel like a... Because, like, look, it's if the TARDIS can't land in New York at that time period... Just land in... Land in another state and, and drive, drive there. in. Because just like this one episode, the TARDIS but, is freaking but, out. So the TARDIS stays there, he drives But there. when you read it, it's a fixed point in time. And he read Amy's departure in the book that River wrote. But, but time, history is constantly in flux. No. Some history is constantly in flux, but the doctor said, if you read it, you can't change it. They make a point of that earlier in the episode, too, where he reads that River's wrist gets broken, and River's wrist has to be broken. There's no way around it. He can't break the angel's wrist because he already read that River's wrist was broken. So you can do the drive thing, except the doctor already read that Amy was gone, and so therefore he can't get her, because if he reads it, it's set in stone. And it cannot be changed. But he makes a I big thought, point of are, that. Aren't they coming back though in the in the fiftieth anniversary special? It has not been confirmed that they are coming back. But I kind of feel like there's so, well, yeah, Tennant and Rose. 
Yes. Um, I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. So, excited. so excited. But, um, no, I, I feel like they've got to because there's been, like, Amy references in every episode this yeah, season. Yeah, Amelia Williams. The Amelia Williams, Williams book, book, which is available to download as an ebook for your Kindle. Oh. I didn't download that one, but I did download the River book from... Uh, the Angels Take Manhattan. I haven't yeah. read it yet, but I downloaded it. They released a bunch of little like tie-ins recently that you could that just ebook format that tie into the episodes. There was one for the Christmas episode too. What did you think of this season so far for Doctor Who? I didn't watch this week's yet. Uh, okay. The first episode I liked better the second time I watched it a lot better. Yeah. Um, the first ep- time I watched it, I was like, "Why aren't we getting any of the mystery and the whatever?" Uh, the second episode was just great fun and so many references. Oh yeah. I mean, they referenced the first Doctor. They referenced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember all right now, but they there were so many references in it. I was loving it. Yeah, I I, I thought it was okay, and um. The did you catch that the great intelligence mm-hmm. was the bad guy in the Christmas episode? Yeah, but that surprised me. The Christmas episode and the first one back. Yeah, yeah. Richard E. Gant. Yes. Yeah. The snow. Which makes me think he'll be in again this season. Yeah. Series. Which the great intelligence was also in the original series five, which takes place in between the two. Uh, I don't know. Do you remember the Christmas episode where the doctor had the lunchbox with the map of the London Underground in the 60s that he had the pieces in and then he left it in the hall for the Grand Intelligence? And he's like, and then somebody makes a comment, oh, you just gave him, like, the structural weakness to attack. There was an episode in the 60s where the Grand Intelligence attacks the subway system. And so the Christmas episode served as a prequel to that. And then the, the first one back this winter was the Great Intelligence's third attack. So there was one in the middle with the second Doctor. Okay. Okay, yeah. There's a bridge there. But the thing is that I thought the Great Intelligence was... This is where I get a little confused. Maybe I didn't really fully understand the Christmas the, the Snowman episode. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was all coming from him. It was, but it outgrew him. Yeah, outgrew him. So even though he still is dead, yeah, the kid's dead. Well, who became the old man? The intelligence lives on. Okay, that's okay. That's that's where I was getting a little confused. On. And the intelligence was around before it mirrored him, but I'm not sure it was a threat to anybody before it mirrored him. I mean, the snowflakes that can mimic that was that came to Earth. It's an alien. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah. Then I, I'm with you then. Because that's the thing. Sometimes that show, I love it dearly, but sometimes it even, it, I have to, like, you have to watch it a few times or I have to mm-hmm. just talk to somebody else about it because if not, <clears> because- <throat> Yeah, I saved the second episode with the pyramid to rewatch a second time. I intended to review every episode this winter, and I'm not going to get to, re- I feel like I definitely missed the boat on reviewing that one, um, but I do want to rewatch it before I watch the third one. And I don't know if I'll review the third one either because I'm so behind on everything. I, I'm, I've given up on Shameless. I've still got four episodes of that. So I'm not going to review that. I think I'm not going to review Legit because I'm still behind that. Dallas ends tonight. I still have four episodes of that to watch. Oh, man. Not counting the two that are airing. So Burgatory ends this week. I've got like 11 episodes of that to watch, but I'll probably get to catch up this weekend. Oh, something else I want to talk to you about because mm-hmm. I read your review and... Um, Which one? Well, let me get to it. I'm building it up here. Pause for dramatic effect. Community. Ah. The last... Because I know how... The you, Muppet yeah, one. Yeah, the Muppet one. Because I want to talk to you about this when we were at dinner last night doing the movie mogul thing, movie movie mm-hmm. thing. Um, which, by the way, you know, we never really, we just sort of talked about that and didn't really explain what we were talking about. I, for those, if you, just real quick, before we get to sure. Unity, uh, 
Jimmy and I and our friends are doing a little game. Um, I like to call it Movie Mogul. Okay. Which I think is a, a clever name. Maybe maybe not. I'm just like I thought I thought it was, I ended up having a lot of fun doing it. It was. But pretty much we take all the movies in the summer. Everyone puts ten dollars into play and uh, ten dollars buys you a hundred dollars of a hundred fake movie bucks or yeah, movie bucks or whatever. And then you have you bid on movies that you then own to distribute. I like this. If you want to play it for game purposes, you are owning it to distribute so you can make profit off of it. Like fantasy football. But yeah, but with with movies and, and, and some blockbuster movie time. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we bid on uh, Monsters University, uh, uh, Kick-Ass, I'm not going to say that word, one more, the one movie I won, right? Percy Jackson 2, Kick-Ass 2, Monsters uh, Inc. 2. I think we had 30 movies. Fast, we had 30 movies. Most and, of the big ones and then a couple smaller ones. Right. And so we all had $100 to vote on, and we actually bid on the movies, and it was a lot of fun. It was. And uh, whoever gets the biggest budgets of all your films combined and wins the pot. That's what we were talking about before. That started this whole mini combo of, mm-hmm. of stuff. Anyway, so uh, that I just realized we never said that. So people are like, what are they talking about? They, they, bid, they bid on movies. Yeah. So anyway... Community. We were talking about this then. I was like, we you know were. what? Let's let's. I I, I, I stopped ourselves mm-hmm. because I knew I wanted to talk to you about it here because your review was a little bit more favorable toward it. Because I know the last few episodes your reviews have not been kind, mm. and I understand that because I, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that. I actually thought this was the closest we've gotten to the harm and magic. But again, with you, I also feel it's a little hollow. Agreed. So. Yeah, I like. I, I I was wondering when I watched it the first. I watched that one twice. I've been watching all the comedians twice before I review them, which is I don't know. Like I'm so behind on everything, and yet for now, for the first time, I'm starting to watch episodes twice before I review only certain ones. Uh, just community, they pack so much in those 20 minutes. You really have to watch you it really twice do, to yeah. write a, a good review on it. Um, <clears throat> but I really felt it was more of a tribute to the Muppets. Than anything, like I felt the hot air balloon was a reference Great to the Muppets, Muppet right? And I feel like the the songs were kind of Muppet in tone. Shirley has always spoken like Miss Piggy. She's always had that lilt in her voice that reminds me of Miss oh, Piggy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the her phrasing is purposely like Miss Piggy esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way her the way her pitch goes and stuff. Um, so I liked that. I liked. That each character got like not each character got to be serious. Some characters got to be serious. Some characters got to be funny. Um, Jeff has had an MVP season, in my opinion, doing the dramatic stuff. Best we've ever seen Jeff, and he got to do some this time too. Abed has had the worst season by far he's ever had, and they've completely lost that character completely. Uh, I agree a little bit too. Uh, I mean, I really am hoping that the season premiere plot where they've talked about him being broken and lost is, like, going somewhere, and that they're going to explain why he's been so off, but <clears throat> I don't think they are. I think they just don't know how to write for Abed now. Because Harmon's gone. Because Harmon's gone. And that's I think, I think that such a specific Harman. hard character to, to capture. It really is, because he it's like he gets all the references right. Right. But, like, like a part of me sort of agrees with you, though, about the whole... Where he wouldn't care about Shirley, but right, but he has always been very concerned about the dynamic of the group. And when things go wrong that screw up the dynamic, he manipulates and goes out of his way to fix it. So for Shirley to be that upset and him to just go, okay, let's go watch a movie, did not keep with the character at all. I agree. I mean, he doesn't know how to relate, but he knows when something's wrong and needs fixed and fixes it. Right now, the other thing he pointed out, and I, I watched, went back and rewatched the ending, and I didn't see it. 
Um, this was technically the episode that they sort of said goodbye to Chevy Chase. Yeah, well, sort of. Sort of. No, right, because of... It was uh, actually right from the beginning of the episode when I rewatched. They, very first scene, when the, well, they're all sitting around awkwardly looking at each other. Chevy's not in it. And then after the theme song, the dean comes in, and they pass out the puppets. And Chevy's still not there. And they go, where's Chevy? And, and uh, Troy says something like, oh, I'm sure he got back from the woods okay. And they just go on. Right. And so then in the woods, he's pooping and doing a humble brag when they all leave. And apparently they just left him in the woods. And that was it. And that was it, which is disappointing to me. I wasn't a big fan of that either. I feel like, from the way it played out, I feel like he probably quit mid-episode and they just kind of had to work around it. Or the way they got him to come back and do it. No, I don't think... No, 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 no. Oh, you think they got him to come back? Yeah, because all he has to do is go to a microphone with nobody else there and just record I don't even know he did that, because none of his lines are dependent on him leaving. Only other characters' lines and scenes without him. I feel like they probably had to reshoot the beginning of the episode and just toss in a line that explained why he wasn't there. That's the impression I got. And what really was weird was the tag... That at the end where they dealt the behind the scenes stuff, there was one thing where they were like, Chevy, read that line, and it did not sound like Chevy Chase behind the Pierce puppet. And then in the group shot that they ended with, everybody the main cast was prominently pictured with their puppets, and you saw the Chevy puppet, and you saw just a peak of a bald head out from behind them. And I feel like they purposely tried to stage it so it wasn't obvious that Chevy wasn't there. That's what I was gonna ask you about because I think that was a little um, I feel like they tried, they almost tried to cover it up. And it's like, that was so public. You can't cover that up. You really can. And I hate to say it, but this is, um, I, I've been a huge fan of Scrubs. I, obviously, I've had right. Lawrence on the show and all that. But the one thing that, um, like, remember there was the one character that always fought with Turk in the first few seasons, and she just disappears mm. in the end of season two? Forget her name, but she was like top yeah. dog surgeon, and her mm-hmm. and Turk just butted heads, and then she just disappears. I felt, I sort of wonder if that is something similar like this, where, but see, and see, to me, that was a strong character arc for Turk. Mm-hmm. And he was constantly trying to prove himself. Yeah. Not because, look, Todd's good, and they sort of moved Love the to, Todd. Oh, I love the Todd too. And luckily for us, it gave Todd more something to do in terms of like, He's an idiot, but he right. has such good muscle memory, he's just that good of a surgeon, mm-hmm. you know. But this other girl had that and brains, which Turk right. has a little bit of that, but Turk has to work harder for it. Right. Which I just thought, same thing kind of here. It's like, why not bring that character back? Well, and there are so many clever ways to that are very community-esque that would fit the tone and the zaniness of the show to write him off, and this was not one of them. And and I really felt, too, that the last few episodes have, even though... The, well, I think also, too, this season, he has been way more racist, like cruelly racist than he has been I before. Don't, I, don't, I didn't see that. I just feel like he's been checked out all season. Well, I said I, that back at the Halloween episode, that he does not feel like his heart's in it, or that he wants... Well, the way that the way the show's been written before is that any racial humor, mm-hmm. you can tell there's a little bit more. It's all bark, no bite. Mm-hmm. And some of the jokes this season, it is. I think that for as much as he may not like doing it, mm-hmm. I think that Harmon, God love him, and the writers, how he organized the writers of that show, it made it come off that way along with Chevy's performance. And now you don't have Harmon there 
you know, doing whatever Chase pissing him off, mm-hmm. you have to say, I, I don't know, like, even though Chase has, his Pierce character has been sort of underused in the series as a whole. Yeah. He w- when he did have a good joke, it would always land. Mm-hmm. And but especially the last episode before with Britta, I actually thought that, that there, was, there was not a, there wasn't a lot of funny parts in it. But oh, the, the that thing, was like his best episode of the season. And I honestly, matter of fact, that actually made me made me lot really sad that a it was good, more good stuff for Jeff, mm-hmm. but b like Chevy, it showed that Pierce does belong part of that group. Yeah, and. And I think that that's probably the only thing that they've gone right for almost any of the characters except for Jeff. Yeah. That isn't Jeff. All the other characters, they've come close to the point and never got that far. And because the thing is, Pierce is never not really funny too right. much. Every once in a while, he'll say something racist and it's sort of funny and ha 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 ha. And it's them more making fun of him for it that's funny. Mm-hmm. But um, I just felt that it was more bite and bark this season for Chase. And I, can, I think that. At least for me, there's been a few times where... Because I remember they said that he was having these problems back in season two. Oh, yeah. And yet, when I would watch the show, it wouldn't take me out of the enjoyment of what he was saying. And not that I condone racism, by the way. I, right. I want to be clear on this. But you know when it's tongue-in-cheek. It's it's a joke. Yes. The That's way a the very game, multicultural show. That's right. you know, not at all racist. No, right. But the way it has come off from Pierce this season, it, it's felt like it's come I from a different... I felt that. I, 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 I don't know why either, because they've been having that argument in the press since since season two. Right. Chase is openly he's like, I feel my character's too racist. I think it's cruel. Yeah. You know, blah, 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 blah. And I don't like that. And then it blew up last season and to this season. So, I, I don't know. I, I guess that's my... Did you pick up on the Dean's arc this year, that he's really got something he's trying to ask for help and trying to confide in them and be part of their group? It was really obvious this week. Uh, like, he came in and helped them, and they blew him off. And he was like, but I had something. Oh, oh well, you know. And, like, you, I felt so bad for him. I feel like they're trying to do something with him. And I, I love the Dean. I, I love the Dean, but I think he's, it's now becoming a little bit too much. He was one of those characters that I liked slight, so, sort of pepper. They've included him more this year. And I understand why, because they, they knew that they're, they're losing. Their Chase is probably going to get kicked off the show. Harmon's gone. So I think Harmon maybe. I have not been disappointed by his increased role. I want to know. Well, what's I like Jim though. Rash. I think he's a wonderful writer. He's a wonderful yeah. performer. Come on, come on. You love. I love the Dean when he shows up, but it's getting to the point now where it almost feels like he's a, he's gotten too creepy in his obsession with Jeff. No, you know, okay. Remember how in the first season of The Big Bang Theory, everyone loved Sheldon. Yes, and then they put Sheldon in everything, and it became less about Leonard and Sheldon. It became mm-hmm. all about Sheldon for a bit, and then season three, and they it realized cooled. it cooled yeah. it off a bit. And it's the same thing now. It's like, oh, it's like we're finally realizing that the dean is awesome, and we can put him in every other scene, and not just have him be a general uh, uh, a MacGuffin for the rest of the episode. It's he's the MacGuffin and more, and it's just like. I don't like that. It's not. I don't know. It's really hard uh, for me no, to I say. I just feel like that character at all. Because I, I like the I like the character. Well, it's like a, it's like a, a Chang. Chang, I agree, is better off being used in small doses. Right. I do like though that they've included him in small doses in every episode, whereas before you wouldn't see him for four weeks. Right. So I like that little reminder. Like this week, 
he came in the study room briefly. Then in the puppets, when the puppet Chang ran with the, the puppet, puppet Chang, Chang that, that was great. great. And then he disappears, and you're good. Right. And see, I perfect. I absolutely, right. perfect. Absolutely love that. And did you like the the Muppets themselves or the Muppet versions of them? And I love that there were two versions. It made so much sense that one was the one that Dean could realistically make, and then one was the actual like good, good, good right kind of angel puppet episode looking right. puppets. Exactly. And yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was. I thought I dug the way they did that. I did too. I, the only complaint I had about the puppet was it was a Dean joke having the the thing that's definitely not a whip in Puppet Jeff's hand. I was like, that wasn't necessary. Yeah, but now see, I, I see, I've laughed. I was like, I he would have taken that whip out before he brought the puppets in. I don't know. Maybe uh, he was doing some other. But see, see, that to me was an acceptable Dean joke because the Dean's mm-hmm. done that before. Oh, oh, I, oh, I, I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just thought that was. I thought it was enough that he had created these puppets of them because he's lonely and. Oh, I liked in your review also you point out the thing that is I, I bother me the one professor who's not there Duncan they mentioned him this week yeah. which I loved because he hasn't been in since season two whatever happened to Duncan well and they've referenced him several times and Britta earlier this season I think had a book with his name on it and she mentioned she was in his class so they've like kept his the idea of him alive in small ways but we haven't seen him since season two I wonder if he's the guy that 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 Chang is working for I don't think so That'd be cool, but I don't think so. so who do you think Chang's working for? Oh. Uh, it's, e- it's either him or... Throwing us out Star there. Burns? It's, it, it's Starburns. I don't think it's Starburns. I don't think so either. I think it's actually the, the ice cream company. Ice cream company? Or wasn't it a rival school that was running the, the ice cream The air conditioning company? annex? They weren't behind the ice cream thing. Uh, I don't remember the ice cream thing. No, they, they, called the, they started the second paintball war. Okay. A fistful of paintballs. Yeah. And, yeah, because that was the whole thing. They had a competition sponsored yeah. by the ice cream place. And then you found the ice cream place was tied mm-hmm. with somebody else. And, mm-hmm. and you, you're like, yeah, he's like, I don't care about that. That was so an awesome episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's it's definitely a character we've seen before, for sure. Probably somebody we haven't seen in a while who's not a major character. Okay. Um, real quick before we go. Yeah, um, we have several, like, premieres lately we haven't even talked about. Well, I, honestly, there's a raw I've, I've seen. I'm not going to lie. Uh, da Vinci's uh, Demons. Didn't see that. Was a pulpy... I mean, if you like stars, which is boobs and violence and tossing a little magic, but not, like, high-quality mm-hmm. boobs, violence, magic, like oh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, low, you want, I want some high-quality... It was, like, pulp stuff. Uh, pussy. That's what I want. Netflix... I didn't send you that link yet. Uh, Netflix, I watched... Um, uh, what's the new show that premieres Friday? Something Hemlock Grove. Is that good? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a horror show, like so many other horror shows lately. Uh, the horror show. They start out, and the first two scenes are kinky sex and a grisly murder. So they try to hook you right away. Um, pretty sure, even though it wasn't completely obvious in the first episode, based on what I read about, that's vampires and werewolves. Oh, okay. But it's not super obvious in the first episode. But there's hints. There's like gypsies. That are totally going to be werewolves. Uh, Um, And there's, like, a cold, rich family in town that are totally going to be vampires. Uh, It's kind of like Vampire Diaries, but more adult. It's kind of like Twilight, but better written. It's kind of like The Killing, but with the supernatural. Like, it has that moody tone where everything's dark, but it's definitely not slow-moving like The Killing. Um, it's like a lot of different shows. There was even a character in it that I'm like, that character should have been an American Horror Story Asylum. 
Um, it's like a lot of different shows without really establishing its own identity. Well, and it's already being ripped apart by critics, which makes me sad because most of them are like, House of Cards was amazing and now this sucks. And I'm like, compare anything to House of Cards, it's gonna suck. Right. You can, that's not a fair this, bar this, of comparison. This, this is not a, but it's not the same type of show. Not at all. It's, no it's, it's yeah. marketed to, you know it's, it's, for it's a different, right. but I don't think it's doing anything new for the genre. And I think that'll hurt it outside of genre fans. What did you think of Cougar Town? Because I didn't see a review oh, for that. yeah, I wrote my review. Well, let, let's, let's end on that. Because I, sure. I was looking for that and I didn't, maybe, I think I might have overlooked it. Also, other things were happening. Yeah, um, I wrote my review on that, uh, I think on Friday, so it was a couple days after it aired. And I lo- I enjoyed it very much. I, I, I did too. I like how Tom is now officially part of the group yes. in, a, in a weird way. They still poke fun of him horribly. I like what they did with Laurie and Travis. I did too. I really like that. I was glad they didn't break him up, but I liked the whole, like, it wasn't easy, the fate thing. And it's come about very naturally. Yes. Uh, and having them get back together kind of defied the conventional thing. I really wish Bobby's girl would have come on the trip too, but I guess it's too much. You can't have too many people, too much going on. Let every let Lori and Travis get happy, and then we'll concentrate on Bobby. Right. Even though I really like his gal. Yeah, I like her too. I don't. I mean, it doesn't have to be her, but he needs to get somebody soon. Like most shows, you have to keep somebody single to build the date drama and all that. Oh, I don't yeah. feel like Cougar Town needs that. I feel like Cougar Town can hook up other characters, and it'll still be great. Right. And I still love that they still occasionally do the whole. Uh, uh, it was like, we got to do this with Stan. Who's Stan? Yes. Our child. Do you notice Barb set out this entire season? Yeah. I, um, I think I think that the Barb storyline is official. They're done with Barb now. I, I don't completely disagree. Like, she's not necessary, but I feel like they should still toss her in once or twice a season. Just to- Well, I, I think the other thing is, is too, it's one of those things that's like... Uh, and I don't. I can't speak on this, mm-hmm. but I don't know what deal was in place to get the show to move to TBS. To maybe they're keeping for, everything the same. Like uh, they still. Well, if you do. notice though, in season three, though, after the first like first half of season three, mm-hmm. um, or not even that, like maybe like one episode or two episodes of season three, Barb was not in it the rest of the season. Yeah, that's she's. So that was sort of mm-hmm. the same. I, I mean, yeah. I was well, here's the thing though. I I like how they brought back her reality business a little bit. Her, her realty, realty, yes. Reality. Jesus, and I like yeah. what they've done with Nicole Sullivan's character this year. Yes, I did too. And I dig Shirley Jones as the new neighbor, right? Because she I needs it was a to be reoccurring. No, no, I agree. I because I saw that I was she like, she doesn't need to be in every episode, but no. bring her like every three or four episodes, drop her in, right, for and, a scene or two. And what's one thing that uh, Lawrence we don't and even Beagle need her are really good at doing it. Oh, keeping the reoccurring B the B team. Yes, and I I think that we don't necessarily need her husband, but right. But oh, I missed uh, Lamarcus Tucker this season too. Who was Travis's roommate? Yeah, I missed that a little bit too. I liked him. Man, his other roommates are totally interchangeable extras. They really are. I, I'm not a big fan of those. No. But uh, overall, I thought it was a really. We'll just good. move in with Laurie and we'll ditch him. Well, because I know we discussed too earlier that I just there don't want to some... kill off chick. Not now. Final season, sure, but not now. And I feel like they're that'll probably be the next year. Next season, yeah. I know, and I don't want to lose him yet. I, I really well, like well, Chick, I, and he's become a va- very valuable part of the B team. Oh, I agree. Well, that's the thing is that first off, you have such a wonderful actor anyway. Yeah, and he's really selling it. And um, we don't need a, to lose him. We don't. We don't. But here's the thing, though, too, is they they might do what they did with um, Parenthood, which is they it's a scare. And then we, they could. But he, got, it was, he had dementia, though, right? Alzheimer's. Or, or Alzheimer's. Early stage. Early Alzheimer's. stage. Right. So 
That was so sweet with Tibby Hedren. Wasn't that great? I'm glad they got oh her. Oh my god, yeah. That was wonderful. Like it, how uh, they still got her, they still got thrown back in that. They did like a mini Breakfast Club parody. I loved their Breakfast Club thing when they were in grocery jail and then they did the dance and everything. No, right, end. yeah. That was yeah. wonderful. I thought that was really, I thought that was really good. But I thought it was funny that only, uh, well, I made a, made a mental note of it that Lori only did like two of the dance scenes and everyone else did like five of the oh, dance or, or, uh, but then I realized, well, no, I thought she only did one and mm-hmm. then I realized, no, no, she did another one. So never mind. Because uh, I thought, oh, it's because she's too young to get the mm-hmm. Breakfast Club. But, um, no, I also like how was it, uh, uh, was it Big, Big Al died or the one glass died and, and Chick comes in and he's like, uh, what the hell's going on? It's like, it's a funeral for a wine glass. He's like, that's not weird. Uh, you'll get used to it. This is my third one. <laughs> You're that just like, amusing. Yeah, yeah. But lost no, another big. Yeah, we lost it. Yeah, I, I but I, I greatly enjoyed Cougar Town. I think it's in good hands. It's it's sort of the opposite of what I would say with Community, though, in terms of the new new showrunners running the show. A little I bit. felt like maybe at the beginning of the season it took a little bit to get back into it. Like it was good, but yeah. it wasn't quite hitting it. But I did think it it was there by the end of the season. I agree, hundred uh, so. percent. The only thing I can really think of to talk about that I've honestly seen, because I've not seen Hannibal yet, I'm hearing wonderful things about it. First episode, I really like the main character, who is not Hannibal. Right. Uh, not the as crazy about Hannibal. Hannibal. does not... Not so it. crazy about it, but Hugh Dancy's role is amazing. But other than that, I feel like it's going to be have somewhat you, procedural. Have you seen Sarah Chalk's new show? Yeah, the first episode. I enjoyed it. It, was, it had a charm. I, I would not call it good. Writing wise, but I feel like because it's Brad Garrett, Sarah Chalk, and, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth Perkins, Perkins, right? They're still entertaining. Now, okay, maybe it's just me, but it's sort of the weird humor that I wanted from Up All Night when it first came out, which I know it's not the same thing. No, it's not. But it's th- better than Up All Night. I will give it that. Yes, <laughs> and what? And I hate saying that because you have you have Will Arnett and you have Christine Applegate and Maya Rudolph. Rudolph very talented individuals. They sure are, and, and I and hope it, they all get good work. And, and, they, and they, they, they're probably going to get much better work. I but, hope so. It's but, hard but not to. But right, that show, that I remember I watched when I was working out, because I'm thinking, oh God, I'm going to watch Me this. Too. It's going to be horrible. Me too. And I actually, I got a few looks because I was laughing out loud in the fucking gym at like 12 o'clock in the morning because I'm working mm-hmm. out and I'm laughing at this fucking show. And I think, it, sur- it surprised yeah. me. And I think the writing right. needs a lot of work, but the, oh, three totally. main, the three main actors may be enough to let it last long enough to actually get the writing where it needs to be. I agree, and I, I sort of hope so. i like to see that grow. And um, ben and Kate start spreading off their final episode Saturdays, April 29th. April 29th. All right, uh, any other little... Uh... Uh, oh, I wrote my musings column this week, if you want to check it out, um, a lot about the Glee shooting, even though I haven't done my Glee review yet. And well, this about, will go out, this, or this is now live as the... Oh, so my Glee review is probably already live now, too. There but, you, uh, <laughs> you know, just uh, an article about, is it okay to break genre under what circumstances? Okay. Because it was such a dramatic departure. And we'll have we'll have notes, we'll have the links to that under our show notes. Uh, okay. So if you go to gbgpodcast.com, you can hear all that there. So uh, we will... Uh, I gotta go record another podcast. You gotta record another podcast. So uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see you later. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start a cheapers!
<laughs> Do have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the song is that? <laughs>